0: On this episode, we get back to the cozy confines of the fishbowl at VaynerMedia. This is Gary vay Nurchuk, and this is episode 194 of the Ask Gary V. Show. It feels good to do a normal show. You know like we had the whole show in the weird van. It it was a little like a porno vibe. Like I was weirded out by it. I'd I'd be lying if I wasn't. And then the London show which was heavily, thank you Matt. Mm -hmm. Which was heavily, Matt actually get in here. This is a good opportunity to actually announce this. I was going to announce it. Matt. As many of you know from watching Daily Bee and things of that nature, is elevating within VaynerMedia Media and going to our fastest growing department along with paid in the video department. Matt, I love you, love you too. so much. Say goodbye to the Vayner Nation. You'll not be showing up as much. <laughs> Bye, guys. It's good fun. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> But I'm going to two assistants, Tyler, who's been AJ's assistant. If you haven't heard, AJ made an announcement a couple of weeks ago by the time you see this or maybe a week ago that he's actually leaving Vayner for some health reasons but everything's okay but you can, you can link up that medium. Stefan for a lot of you don't know but what is a big piece of news is that India has joined the two person headed monster Tyler in India, Tindia as I call you guys. So t- India, you are now one of my admins. It's true. What do you think about this? I'm excited. You are. Yeah, it's going. It's going well, right? Yeah, it's, it's intense. Well. It's intense. Tell them and how and tell them even as close as you are to me, yeah. how intense. Even D Rock, only the people: Matt, me, you, Nate, and Playa, and Phil, and Citimer, the historic uh, assistants. Only we really know how intense it is. You know, tell true. them how intense it is in there. It's so intense. Like even writing your content and like talking on the phone and being on the show. And everything. You, like I, thought I, I thought I knew how crazy it was. I did not. Right. I, it's even crazier. Like even if you guys watch every single episode of Daily V, <laughs> and you think it's crazy, you're like, that's great. It's crazier. Like times ten it, time a hundred. I literally wish one day I could just do a video, Stefan, where it was just my inbox incoming. What's in there? What they don't know. And and one of the things that I'll actually say this is a good opportunity for all the people that watch Daily V. And if you don't, that's pissing me off. Um, is there's so much I can't show because you know this? I mean, think about yesterday's inbox. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's firing or making tough decisions or firing clients or politics. Politics, not like the president, just of our internal like. There's real the heavy stuff mm-hmm. that I eat for breakfast because I love the pressure. And so, India, I think it is 194. 194. Let's get into the show. <laughs> 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 Alright, let's do my it. Guys, I miss you. I miss this normalcy of the show. We're kind of fading out of book promotion. We're gonna be into heavy. Sign up for my YouTube and and uh, sign up for my Snapchat. I just recorded but you saw this. So, Stefan, you're putting out London today, mm-hmm. later today. And so you'll put this out. This can come out. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's what, Friday? Oh yeah, tomorrow, great. So, a lot of you saw yesterday uh, that I'm taking over some Snapchat accounts, that's fun, so building up my Snapchat, um, that's where we're gonna be focusing. So Let's do it, India. Michael asks, as a huge fan and student teacher, I'd like to know what you feel makes a great teacher. I think what makes a great teacher is one that doesn't impose what they want the student to learn but the person that actually audits the student and understands where to point them. A counterpuncher, for say, more so than somebody who's got a strict blueprint and whether or not you fit into that blueprint is irrelevant. I teach a Rick I'm going to make you go down this path and this is what you have to learn and I think it's a huge mistake. It's my biggest problem with curriculum in traditional schooling. It does not account for the creative, the over smart, the slightly different and what it's trying to do is create an 80% of these type of output workers Um, and the 20% either pro or con get kind of left along the way. And so I think a great teacher listens and a great teacher reacts and a great teacher deploys empathy and understands there's other things, can sniff out there's problems at home if you're in the younger years or as an older, I feel like I'm a teacher and I feel like one of the biggest things I try to say all the time is, I'm just telling you what works for me, please don't do, I don't tell you you have to work 18 hours a day. I don't tell you you have to do anything. I tell you that this is what works, these are some theories and use the context around that. I think teachers need a lot more listening skills and adjustment to the reality versus how they were how they were taught or what they're trying to accomplish by year's end. By year's end these 23 students are going to know how to do multiplication. Like, it's so tactical, it doesn't feel like a teacher at all. And I, and I question and I push and I prod and I poke and I, I, I battle. A lot of my teaching friends of are you just checking the box for your eight months a year job to like get it through, to hit tenure, to be in a union that never creates any vulnerability or are you trying to actually teach these kids? And I hope everybody understands I'm, I'm not pumped I'm not cynical against teachers. I don't think teachers. I don't like. I I think a lot of times, sometimes people when they hear micro answers from me, think like I'm tough on teachers or this and that nature. I'm mad at the game. I wish teachers would got paid four hundred thousand dollars a year. I would. I I mean, I send my kids to private school. I spend a lot of money. Like teachers, like I don't like the system that a lot of people K through 12 have to play within. And I think a lot of those talented teachers could be doing unbelievable things. And I'm so excited. Show the computer. I'm so, actually not that computer by the time it actually happens, I'm so excited, actually it's probably going to be contact lenses, I'm so excited for this because so many of the great teachers in the world won't have to play within the confines of the politics of the traditional school system and will teach, be way more profitable and make much bigger, and this is the big one, make a much bigger impact on their students' lives. Ben asks, would you consider adopting children? Mm. Hashtag real question. That is a real question Ben, I sent that to you India because it's been something on my mind for a long period of time and Lizzie would tell you uh, this is something I've brought up and I think she thinks I'm joking at times and probably not as much. Somewhere around five or six years ago I had a real kind of like lightning feeling that I should adopt that I am exactly the emotionally strong financially situated person that is put on earth to adopt. And the truth is, when you're in a relationship, it's a partnership and so I can't impose my will or my wants or my needs uh, or uh, on Lizzie without being completely aligned on it. But I have wanted to adopt for the last five or six years and um, it's something that's in me and it's something I think about a lot. I do, and I'm uh, I'm fascinated by the whole thing, and I'm very undereducated. I know there's a huge process. I'm undereducated on like how many kids need it. You know, I'm sure there's very big difference in data of like Eastern European or Asian kids, American kids, poor families, minorities, girls, boys. Like there's so many uh, enormously complicated um, issues. Um, but for me, I don't know. There's something just in my stomach that feels that I can help. And uh, that I'm built for it. And it's been something that's been in my mind for a long time. But I, before all the comments come in and be like, you should get Lizzie to do it, like, you know, like, this is such a personal thing. I know, I know absolutely devastatingly awful adoption stories, personally. Um, and so I, I, I have empathy for uh, spouses who one wants to and one doesn't. And I don't think, like, I don't think I'm the noble one the good one um, I just but, but no question the reason I sent it to you is it is something that I've wanted to do um, and I've been curious about why. I, I think about it quite a bit actually probably two or three times a year I have a good think on it um, and it's been an interesting pillar for me. My, one of my best friends, my best friend growing up, Robbie Turnick is adopted so I think I've been around it and comfortable with it a long time. Um, Have you ever thought about it? Yeah. But you're in such a you don't you're not even married yet. You haven't even started your own family. You know, you're, I, and I thought about it in my twenties, like, but it got interesting as I got older. Maybe I think it's because I have a lot of adopted kids too. You a do? Lot of my yeah. About, so. Is that right? Yeah. Stefan? I haven't thought about it much. You don't think about shit, huh? I do think about. Shin. You're just a twenty year old dude. <laughs> <laughs> you think about like hooking up in basketball. I mean, I've heard from you. S <laughs> U. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Joshua. Joshua. If you own a small newspaper, what would you do it? I keep it simple. <laughs> Joshua asks, if you owned a small newspaper, what would you do with it? How would you change how it delivers news slash earns revenue? Um, I would. Uh, if I owned a small newspaper, I would hopefully own one that had big brand equity even though in a small market, right? So even if it's Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, if it's the Bethlehem Times or whatever the local paper, actually the East Express, isn't that the paper there? The, do you know the East Express though? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There is an Eastern yeah, Express. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I own the East Express that's a very important thing in that part of, of Pennsylvania. And I would turn the equity and this is where Jeff Bezos was brilliant with buying the Washington Post. He didn't, he didn't buy it for the print, he bought it for the brand. And so the Easton Express to that small area of Pennsylvania matters quite a bit in, for Lehigh Valley and I would try to make the digital modern version. I would make an app, today I would make an app that is the absolute news app of the moment, notifications driven. Um, I would digitize uh, the IP. But and and try to milk the print revenue for as long as I could, but I would assume zero print print revenue in a ten year window, all IP value being shifted into something else. Same reason 92nd Street Y is so insane. Do you know how this played out? You know how I talked about Nintendo at the 92nd oh, Street mm-hmm. Y and like a month later they announced that they yeah. were gonna do it? You know, a lot of people are like, You knew. I'm like, <laughs> Yes, I'm that wired in. Um, <laughs> you know, the CEO of Nintendo is hitting me up. Um, that's what I would do. Nintendo smartly, finally, has understood that they're gonna take the IP and take it to the relevant place. That's what I would do with a newspaper. I would take the IP and I would take it to a relevant place. I would also create revenue around event marketing. So instead of taking advertising in my print, I would take one full page to invest in my own events business. Like the, like the, uh, the fall festival. Right where, and I could use the newspaper and its awareness to build up this events driven business and every year in, you know, in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, there'd be a fall festival for the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania and New Jersey area and so I, I, would, uh, I would siphon the waning attention and I would deploy it into new environments like digital content and other revenue streams like events. That was tangible and tactical. And really maps to everything outside, you know, I think of everything in IP transferred to the modern world, not just the newspaper. So if I bought a 1980s cartoon IP, the Wuzzles, <laughs> <laughs> are bad. I would make a Wuzzles game. Cool. You know, on the yeah. I. Um, question from Alistair. I like Alistair. Yeah. He's, he has a cool setting for you too. So well, I don't know Alistair yet, but Alistair this things. is amazing. <laughs> Thanks coming to you from the French Alps. You said you liked some uh, new places to. Want to pause right there, Stefan. Cut back. Uh, I'm so into this, Alistair. Thank you so much. Other people have been doing it. We need to do a good job and make sure. I'm also also debating only going to video on the show. This is a new thing. After episode 200, I'm debating that all five questions are only in video form. Video is exploding with Snapchat, Instagram, one-minute video now. If you haven't done it, I posted one yesterday, today. Uh, and, uh, and I'm very hot on this. And so uh, keep that in mind and let's keep the really cool settings going. Alistair's Rock and this. this is cool. Video, so, uh, so I run a digital agency in Exeter in the UK. And my question for you is this. Um, you have a team of five or six hundred people um, and you're very prolific yourself in terms of the knowledge you have, etc. How do you ensure that the rest of the team is speaking the same language as you and, uh, and saying, uh, saying the same things to clients that you would say? Uh, very interested in your answer. Um, great work with the show. Keep it up. Thanks very much. Alistair, thank you so much. Uh, one of the toughest things to do here, it scares me to know right now somebody's on the phone with somebody who has a slightly wrong or off tweak on the one minute transition of Instagram video or the new Snapchat messaging or the ability to caption Twitter uh, posts and pictures now. And so I'm, a, I'm very, um, I'm concerned and come up with emailing the whole team, asking them to watch my content. Uh, I'm gonna be doing a recap of my own content and learnings and thoughts over the last 30 days. We did an internal podcast for a while. We're trying a lot of different hacks, all hands-on meetings, uh, breakout groups, lunch and learns. But the truth is there's vulnerability because it's a human situation. And so, (laughs) here's a big one. I'm not crippled by them doing the wrong thing. I'm not crippled by Ricky Magoo right now being on a call with a client and saying the wrong thing because it just plays itself out. Meaning, either we have to apologize to the client and, and say, look, Ricky gave the wrong advice and that's a human vulnerability and we could get fired and things of that nature. But I, I recognize the inefficiencies in hum, human communications and I own them and I know that 89.7% of the time we're 100% on point, you know, 7% of the time um, you know, we're doing a really good job and 3.3% of the time we're not and I can live with that and that's a net net game. That's the other day when I said speed is better than perfection when you're running a big company the way you get to 650 instead of nine is you don't worry about every person having everything exactly right plus you need to leave a little room for them to do their thing. The Mark Evans and the Katie Hankinsons and the Matt Siegels of the world, these are talented people. Steve Babcock, my new chief creative officer, these are talented people. They need to have their slight iterations they are allowed to disagree a little bit with me. It's not It's not called Gary Vaynerchuk, this is VaynerMedia. And VaynerMedia is a collective of us. And so um, those are two ways I actually get through that and I think a lot of you can learn in management and leadership from that answer. I okay, think you. you've got this question but i like Enough. Um, and this is an interesting. It's from Mark K. Mark K. Mark asks, "What's one question nobody has ever asked you that you really wish they would?" You're right. I hate this question, India. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. You know, I feel so comfortable bragging and having my own ego and tooting my own horn because I think that's appropriate. I think you should be your number one fan and there's, you know, as long as you're balancing it with humility and I know people will catch you in different moments and that's why they'll think you're egotistical but as long as you're balanced for yourself, you'll, the market will come around to you um, I, uh, because I'm comfortable in, you know, I wish people asked me more about the fact that I'm not a marketing guru that I've built big tens of millions, hundred million dollar companies, right? But I don't have to ask that because I say it. Right? Like I you know, like I, I you know, I wish people asked me more questions about me being a good HR driven CEO and me having a lot more humility and, and patience and kindness and empathy than they know. But I don't need them to ask that question because I say it. And so I don't have a want or need of any question because most people that have a want or need of a question is they wanna use somebody else's question as a disguise to brag. It's why we created humble bragging. Right, like, and, uh, and I think we should just be more transparent. Guys, jab, 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 right hook, right? So many people love that and they learned and they've been successful and right, give, give, give and then ask cleanly. Yet, when acting humble or acting with bravado, they want to mix it, humble brag, right? They want to mix it. They want people to ask them questions because that's their opening to brag a little. I think the way you talk about yourself and the way you paint a narrative to the world should follow the jab, 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 right hook. Humility, 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 ego. And maybe I'm in the jab, jab, right hook, right hook business and so there's equal parts of both but I think I think that um, the reason I've never wanted anybody to ask me a question is because anything I really want to say, I'll say. Both pro and con. You know, somebody left a comment in the Daily Vs of like, whoa, Gary admits he's sorry a lot. I guess just from the cold calls, like sorry team, or you know, like sure. Like if you're gonna your, like if you're gonna if you're gonna amplify your W's, you have to accept your L's, you know. And so the reason I don't want anybody to ask me a question, what's that? Wins and losses. Wins and losses yes. Thanks for following along. Um, uh, yeah. Wuzzles and. Wuzzles and lollipops. <laughs> That's it. That's everything. It's fun to be back in the saddle. Really appreciate you guys heading home to episode two hundred. Um, really excited to uh, wrap up the series at episode two hundred and focus on daily v and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> <kidding. Good> <laughs> I love when new people come. To the, uh, uh, uh. Uh, question of the day: What is your current fascination? You keep asking questions. I'll keep answering them.